Well, hey there. Welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes, productivity and mindset coach and all-around soul nudger for women in business. In this podcast, I not only talk about the process of inner transformational work, but share ways to maneuver through to reconnect to a deeper sense of your worth, your brilliance, and your agency, especially if you're in your second stage of life. What I know to be true is that women in business can be both fierce and soft while wholly being themselves and still find room to be more bold in their thinking, more badass in their doing, and especially more brave in their being. Let's do this, shall we? Okay, here we are coming up to the end of the first quarter of 2023. Goodness gracious, it's really hard to believe we're here already three months into this new year. Question for you. How are you doing with your goals thus far? Are you on target? Have things begun to slow down, maybe? Or have you already started to surpass the goals you had at the beginning of the year? I gotta say, the one commonality between each of those questions is how you view your end of quarter results. And of course, what I'm talking about is your mindset. How you think about a thing affects the results of that thing, the effort you're putting out, plain and simple. And thankfully, more and more business coaches, strategists are understanding this one established fact that your thoughts direct your feelings, which affects your results. One of the things I have noticed with my own clients, the majority of them being midlife entrepreneurs, is that because they come to this work later in life, they generally step into business ownership with an ingrained way of thinking. It's a habit of making any results they get mean something about them. And I want to reach through the screen sometimes when I talk to them and just give them a hug. Just give them a hug. And then I want to just shake them. No, just just kidding. Just give them a hug. Women especially are quick to direct their exasperation, annoyance, and criticism inward. And that goes against every grain of logical reasoning and business acumen. No judgment implied, of course. But it's usually... Such a quick and automatic critique of their person that kicks in. A lot of the work needed is to help break this cycle. Removing self-blame from any results you get is necessary to get to the real reason why you didn't meet those goals you set. Yes, you are responsible as the business owner for the results, but it says not a damn thing about you, the person. And refraining from dialing into the shame or making your less than stellar results means something about you personally is important to move through any down cycles. To clearly understand why you didn't hit your goals, you'll need to do an analysis of the quarter, looking at all the metrics, where you fell down in strategy or purpose, examining what your marketing looked like, and making adjustments as necessary. 
In no way, shape, or form should you, the person, be in that mix. But for a lot of women in business, this is their mindset. I am wrong. Not the effort or the direction or the strategy that was used. Listen, failure is a part of life. It's our human conditioning to fail. We are, after all, imperfect human beings. And accepting that about ourselves is key to going on to create a successful business. Any failures you experience in business are not about you. Nope. It just means that the tactics you used didn't work as effectively as you wanted them to. That's why there's a plethora of business coaches, money marketing mindset coaches available, myself included, to help you get through this period and weather the storm happening, both externally and internally, to help you find where you're lacking or missing in structure, strategy, systems, or mindset beliefs. That thing you attempted just didn't work. Time to head back to the drawing board and revise the plan going forward. So what if you shifted how you think about the word failure? Because let's face it, the word failure definitely has a negative connotation attached to it. What if you took failure out of the success domain where it usually resides, success and failure, one or the other, and kept it in the try and attempt first round column instead? Go with me on this one. Would you then be able to reconsider the results of anything you've attempted when it didn't go according to plan, like your quarter-end goals. More importantly, what would you undertake and commit yourself to if you weren't afraid or hesitant to receive anything less than quote-unquote success as a result? Now, don't get me wrong. It is really good to experience favorable outcomes, to check off something as a success. Those endorphins are flowing freely and they feel good. But what if success wasn't the only metric you used? Say you prepped for a few months to fully develop and launch a new product. You rolled it out a few times and things went well, but after all of that, you found that your heart wasn't in it or it just wasn't meant to be. So you pulled the product. Would you consider that a failure? Now, if you said yes, I'm going to add an extra piece onto this little conundrum. What if I added a catastrophic event to the mix? Say, a pandemic, for instance. And you came out the other side not wanting to continue to sell the product. It just didn't fit anymore. Would you still consider your attempt at it a failure? Or would the thought of a once in a hundred year pandemic put a different spin on your thinking? Would you be able to see your results in a more straightforward way 
and not make it mean something about you? Most likely, you'd say yes. Come on, it's a pandemic. But this is how most people look at failure. Not as, a, not as an event that needs more insight and analysis into why it happened, but instead how it reflects on them. One of the things I say all the time about us solopreneurs is we are our business. And by that I mean we're not in a large corporation with board of directors or bylaws or shareholders. None of that. It's just us and who we are is what our business is as well. We bring ourselves to our business. How we define ourselves is, for the most part, how we show up in our business. The values we hold dear generally are the values of our business, our work, our intentions, even the clients we draw to us. But the line needs to stop when we apply any failures we experience to mean something about us. That kind of sets us up for excessive, irritating mindset gunk. Technical term there. It sets up for this mindset gunk to set in and reframing how we show up and the results we get. Sometimes the things we do just doesn't fly. A product flopped, a launch didn't go as planned, a consult didn't produce that new client. Now this quote by Coco Chanel says it all. Success is most often achieved by those who don't know that failure is inevitable. According to some of what I've read about it, what she meant by this is that the people who don't focus on their old age can accomplish more than those who worry about their death. Now, she said this when she was 71, if I, be I believe. To be successful, you never start or end worrying about failure because it's inevitable. Like I said, it's a part of life. By the way, just point of information here. This is the same Coco Chanel who just happened to build her business, her first business, after the age of 40. And then, at 70, I said 7070, after Second World War ended, she restarted her fashion company. Not to mention, her fashion trademark is the legendary concept of the little black dress. Woman after my own heart. I remember owning one of those little black dresses in my 20s. Yes, that Coco Chanel. Because our midlife is nothing more than a chronological number that we attach to ourselves, or rather some other people attach to us too. Okay, so what is the reframe that's needed? Because any time we have to change our mindset, it's a new reframing we have to do, a new belief we have to believe. One of the things I actually had to work on remembering when I first began in business is that failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is a part of success. Societal conditioning would have us believe that the two just go hand in hand. You either fail or you succeed. I actually believe differently. I subscribe to the theory that 
we need to be willing to take the risk, but also have the courage to face the failure when it happens, if it happens. Because it's in the failure that the best lessons are learned to help you move forward towards the success you crave, however you define success. And that part is key as well. How you define success, but that's another topic for a different episode. So back to the first two questions I asked at the beginning of this episode. Are you on target with your end of quarter goals? If yes, go on with your bad self. High five to you. But if things have begun to shift adversely, even slow down, even though you're only in the first quarter of the year, rather than assign blame, how can you reframe the situation in your mind in a more positive light that doesn't get you caught up in negative thinking, but instead has you looking for a way to move past this blip that's occurred? Now, not minimizing or avoiding what's going on, but instead looking at it with an eye to readjust, reconfigure, or redefine your approach. It is all your mindset. I can't emphasize that point enough. How you think about a thing, anything you're attempting to do in your business, heck, in your life, how you think about a thing affects the results you get, or rather, it affects your outlook on the results you get. Your results are your results. It's your thoughts that can get in your way. Keep that part front of mind. Alrighty then, till next time, be brave, be bold, stay badass.